Let me entertain you. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Let Me Entertain You, where I take you inside the minds of musical theatre. School of Rock, the musical, is a four-time Tony-nominated and an Olivier Award-winning musical, currently in the middle of a huge Australian and international tour. Based on the movie of the same name that starred Jack Black, the book is by Julian Fellows, with lyrics by Glenn Slater and features music by Lord Andrew Lloyd Webber, as well as original songs you know from the movie. I was thrilled to sit down with the two stars, Brent Hill, who plays Dewey Finn, and Amy La Palma, who plays Principal Rosalie Mullins. The musical made its Australian premiere in Melbourne last year and has just completed a tour in China when I caught up with them briefly in Sydney before they headed up to Brisbane with the show. This is a great interview. It was recorded right before the Helpman Awards. Brent was nominated and would later be awarded his first Helpman Award, playing this role of Dewey Finn. Amy won her first Helpman Award last year. We chat about all of this and so much more. It was so much fun catching up with these two and finding out more about School of Rock, the smash hit musical comedy. Without further ado, my guests, Brent Hill and Amy La Palma. No one's right, love. Well, the weather's going to be hot, and so is the stage. School of Rock! I am here with Amy La Palma and Brent Hill, two of the stars of School of Rock, the musical that's going to open in November at the Capitol Theatre at Sydney. Hello! Hello! Hello. (laughs) Wow! How amazing is that to actually have School of Rock, the actual musical that took seven years to come to fruition? Yes, uh, I think there was a lot of back and forthing between, you know, getting the rights and, and all that sort of stuff, but Mr. No, the Lord Andrew Lloyd Webber. <laughs> He's a Lord. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he secured the rights and um, worked up the show that we now get to do, and it's a really good one. Yeah. yeah. It keeps all the things that you really love about the film, uh, but with a really snappy new book by Julian Fellows, mm-hmm. uh, who is best known for Downton Abbey, but has You're doing really well at this. This Am is I? good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is really great. Um, You've done this before. Thank you. Yeah. And so that. Books for the book is very snappy. <laughs> it is, it is. And Angelo Weber's songs are terrific. Mm-hmm. And it also keeps um, other songs from the film that you might know and love as well. So there's a good combination. It's a good, you know, fusion of, of taking the best bits of the film but then making it that live theatre dynamic and mm. um, made by people who really know and understand theatre. It's quite a different kind of music to what everyone knows Andrew Lloyd Webber has done in the past. Well, yeah. Well, 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 well. 
we all forget that he wrote that musical called Jesus Christ Superstar, which was the, you know, OG rock musical. And it's kind of going back to those roots. And also... For lovers of cats, there are definitely some synth patches on the keyboard that take you straight to the Jellicle Ball, which I really appreciate. Yeah. Because it's really nice you locate yourself and you're like, oh, yep, I'm in an Andrew Lloyd Webber musical, don't do the cat's hands. Yeah. Amy. And sometimes, you know, you should do the cat's hands. I do it backstage. I can do backstage. <laughs> Rosalie, not so much allowed to do the cat's hands. You could do them. I d- well, I try to, actually. I try to subtly put it in there. Oh. Really? Yeah, as a you bit of an Easter egg for, yeah, Easter egg for um, Andrew Lloyd Webber fans. Yeah. You know, try to put a bit of half face at one point. And <laughs> Phantom. Yeah. Yeah, know. I mean, I did want to do Where Did the Rock Go in a turban, a la Norma Desmond. <laughs> and yeah, maybe I'm still will. Uh, you should absolutely yeah. do that. Yeah. Well, so Specifically for the Sydney season. Yeah, I think so. That could really do... This is a selling point. I think so. <laughs> Rosalie Mullins plus Turban equals... Yeah. Rosalie Norma Desmond. <laughs> it's how this... <laughs> I, wow, that's a really exciting thing to think about. I'm just going to think about that for a little while you talk. Damn straight. Um, I'll say things now. And the things <laughs> that I'll say is... What was the question? What were we talking about? No, the musical. So... <laughs> Andrew Lloyd Webber, Rock. Yeah, well, that's it. That's it. Because yeah. you know, people do forget that he he wrote Jesus Christ Superstar, and Jesus Christ Superstar was like is is freaking awesome. Like especially with all of those, it's got all that drive and guts. You yeah. know, it really does, and and it's nice to that he's returning to form. I think with. Uh, school of Rock to his gut, uh, rock mm. roots. Well, I have to say also too, you're very well cast, not only because of the career that you both have, but you play the violin, Amy, and Brent, you used to play the violin, now you play drums, but you also not only play those instruments, but others. Yeah. Yourself. I think we, we have an affinity with the kids in the show in that way, Brent and I, that actually a lot of us in the cast do. There's a yep. lot of musos in the adult cast and we see the kids and we kind of see them as kindred spirits because we were those kids going to music lessons, practicing, loving orchestras or bands and things like that. And we kind of know the kinship that you get when you meet other kids in that tribe. Mm. And that's what the kids in our show have all We've developed. Seen We've seen it with those We've, kids. We see it. Yeah, yeah, we see it develop. And they and I remember that feeling and that's kind of why I do this for a job because I started working out what that was like and I was like, I don't want to leave these, this group of people. This is it. And, um, yeah, it's a, it's a cool thing that there is this kind of the, the mini-me's running around and so for instance you know we've got Sam Zhang oh, there'll be a different cast of kids in Sydney but at the moment you know Sam Zhang she's our Katie she plays bass she plays violin she could play a bit of you know cello and then they gave her the bass you know so she had a bit of skill and then could learn an instrument off the cuff because she's just clever and her mind is plastic and a few of the kids have done that especially when we went to China because they had to cover a few more roles because we started with 36 in Melbourne and then for touring we um, we you know went down to 17 Um, we were like get rid of those kids knock them out don't need them Um, but they did they picked up these other instruments and you know we had uh, it was like one of the who was it Um, Billy Hudson yes Billy Billy picked up the Hudson 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 picked up the drums and he's like an amazing tapper so he had like a really great sense of rhythm um, but then you know put sticks in his hand and now he can play the drums and he went on and he you know and he was perfect and it, you know that was the coolest thing about doing the China season is that these kids were covering understudy you know sometimes at interval changing cast change and they were cool as cucumbers and 
nailed it every time and really handled it amazingly well and it was a real highlight for us all to kind of cheer them on and and have that because they all had each other's backs they all look each other in the eye Um, I think that is a really testament to what Brent has shown them as well that they've kind of got this real sense of teamwork and it's just so strange because I told them I was like try to be the best push other people out of the way <laughs> yeah. prove that you're better than someone else yeah. like a- at every opportunity yeah well you know that's why we do those races yeah. at the back that's, like, well, that's, yeah. so that's a testament to their own you know yeah. their morality and drive and, and ethics yeah so you've got some sort of initiation process for all the kids involved I don't think we're allowed to talk around that. No. <laughs> no, it yeah. is a G-rated show. But I found Tar, it. feathers. <laughs> but I did find out there's four sets of kids. Is that right? Yes. Wow. So we had four sets in Melbourne and we will again uh, for the rest of the for Australian, Australian tour. tour. Yeah. Um, China didn't require us to have as many children. And that's not a China thing. Broadway only has that many kids as well Mm. Uh, so we were copying from the Broadway model of things um, for the China tour and uh, yeah but in essence it's actually three three sets Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. three sets of children Mm. but Um, we think of it as four because of the adult cast cast. (laughs) there are four four sets of children on stage at any one time (laughs) wow yeah well Amy you play the character of Rosalie Mullins your Irish teacher all of my teachers really didn't want to know my name (laughs) so how do you actually get to know all of the kids names in um, every show that you do in a different city? Ah, oh, it's not hard. Um, you get their faces on a page and you learn it and then you get to work and they're all really excited because you've learned their names in advance. And I learned that on Sound of Music and it's a really cool thing because they're nervous and if you can kind of just take that little bit of effort before you get to work and make them know that they're known, it's awesome. And also, you, you know... They become part of the team. You mm. learn them very quickly. They are much more important than I am in the show. So, you know, I'm, I'm a good team player and I understand my position. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm going to learn my boss's name, you know? Uh, so, um, I'm so fortunate and um, uh, have so much gratitude that Amy was involved in this show, especially coming into it because, you know, like meeting all these 36 kids is really daunting mm. uh, and learning all their names and, and very fortunately because, you know, Amy's done sound of music before yes so i was like amy what do i do help so you, t- you speak very slowly and make don't make any sudden movements and like they sort of start They're to like trust ra- you like raptors yeah, yeah from jurassic yeah. park yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because you both have worked together in three shows mm-hmm. yes three shows yeah started out in rock of ages and then we did once and now we're in school of rock so we're always going to be doing something that involves instruments um, which is I mean I'm fine with that uh, but yeah it's it's very fun we, we obviously like each other and your name was Amy mm. yeah, okay. yeah Brent you actually studied with um, Philip Glare in Paris I did yeah with clowning yes do you use any of that on stage never no no, no never. miming no mimicking no no everything I've learnt um, off stage, I keep it off stage, mm. and on stage is purely for no thought. Mm. Um, <laughs> yes, of course. Um, yeah, look, you know, yeah, like it's, it's essentially clowning. Um, the biggest you kind of, I went there and you, you kind of learn philosophies yeah. um, of performing and and the 
the greatest he's the greatest teacher I've ever had and and he he's just a, and the reason for that is because he doesn't try to teach you the lesson he just leads you to the water and you make the mistake and you, he doesn't tell you why you were wrong you have to learn it um, and figure it out yourself and because you do that you actually go through the process of actually learning you know why you did what you did didn't work or or whatever but he has these amazing philosophies which is you know be good be bad just don't be boring uh, and uh, you know life is meaningless so you, it has the meaning that you attribute to it um, and uh, it's about joy you know follow your 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 joy what makes you happy and that's to say you know you can still obviously do Hamlet and come to Hamlet and, and cry and have this amazing you know tear your heart out every night but just make sure that you leave it on stage because Dewey is such a different character. The relationship, obviously, with Rosalie on stage, I would assume that the dynamic also would have to be used there. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, Dewey's an upstart, and uh, he's got so much energy, and he's, he's a lot of—he's very passionate about music, and it's—he it, it, kind of has so much passion about it. He doesn't quite know how to control that, um, and so when he kind of comes up against Rosalie, I think Rosalie is used to keeping people in line and that kind of energy in line, and you know, and, and as she's probably been with herself, I'm assuming this is your character research, um, as as you know, as she's been with herself probably, and that's what's a lovely thing is that these two characters who are kind of polar opposites mm. then actually start to complement each other um, which I think is really lovely there's so much inspiration in the show it's about kids finding their voice finding themselves yeah and it's and it's not just the kids but it's you know it's about everyone doing that like Rosalie does that and and, and absolutely but it's it's easier obviously for the kids um, you know because that's where they're in a classroom. But yeah, it's, uh, and it's really lovely to see. And we get people after the show, I mean, I certainly had people coming up in Melbourne being like, "This, thank you, this is really great. My kids are now going to start playing music again. You know, they, wow. had, they had stopped uh, for whatever reason. Wow. Yeah. Amy, how did you address the character of Rosalie compared to all the other characters that you've done on stage? Oh, that's a very good question. Uh, I was... Kind of start with the basics. Um, you know, she she's a teacher. She's an educator first. It's that thing. You know, you don't you're not born. A, you don't become a principal overnight. You always have to go through um, becoming a teacher and going through that process. And so I kind of tried to think of that a little bit. I didn't want her to be this sort of cold. Uh, authority figure necessarily um, I assumed that she became a teacher because she liked being an educator and um, that she teaches music in the show because she likes music and um, that perhaps it's a lot of external pressure that has created the kind of tense um, human that we meet at the show rather than that being her essence so um, sort of worked my you know worked that way kind of tried to imagine how she got to the point that you get she gets to when you meet her at the beginning mm. um, I think it's kind of a, quite an easy path you know she's a single lady she's career orientated and um, she's had great results by um, you know being committed and you know a disciplinarian and so she hasn't felt the need to look elsewhere and felt the need to change that up uh, because the system's kind of worked and she mm. hasn't had been challenged by it and she keeps getting rewarded you know the school's doing well the kids do well um, and so when someone like uh, Ned Schneebly or Dewey enters the uh, school she's kind of got no reason or reference to assume that he's going to be anything except another person that's going to fall in line 
Uh, so it's kind of building, you know, for me, it's a great character because she just sort of, you've got to just build in the little hints and build in this space that she kind of keeps starting to occupy because as he occupies more space she has to kind of occupy more space to try and control him and inevitably the little explosion happens I guess and she finds that she's lost a bit of her essence um, but it's nice you know it's it's always nice I think with a character like that to find the humanity in it try and do you know, everything we all try and do in our work because they can seem you know principal authority figure can seem a little bit dry and a little bit boring and I was like that's I don't that's not why I'm here and so that's how I've kind of tried to colour in a little bit. Mm. And how, how did you go in getting your role? Um, I paid a lot of money um, <laughs> to the casting director. <laughs> please 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 put me look I uh, you know I went along to an audition and you know just like everyone else and um, you know, did a few rounds and uh, yeah, I don't know. I got the role. I mean, I, I, I immediately I, I cut the tension out of the audition room because I knew that uh, I think a few people were like, you know, hey, this show's coming here. You check this out. Have you got it? Have you booked it yet? Like people assumed that I was doing the show. Um, so I think there's a bit of expectation on me um, going into the audition rooms, certainly from the panel, and I felt that. And um, I kind of I walked in with a guitar, you know, go to play a song, and uh, uh, you know. Chris Key, our, um, a lovely um, director, was just like, "So, um, you've obviously brought a, brought a guitar. So, why don't you um, why don't you start playing?" So, okay. Uh, okay, I'll just I'll just go. Okay. Well, for those um, that don't have visual for this. <laughs> <laughs> Brent is <laughs> currently miming, playing guitar badly. <laughs> and then finished, and I looked up. Uh, and it was great, because I remember looking at one point, and Rochelle Brookman, um, one of our lovely producers, she was just, like, giving me a nod of encouragement, like, you can do it, you got it, don't worry, you got it. Uh, bless her. And then um, I finished and looked up and went, thank you, uh, that song was called Lower Your Expectations. <laughs> um, and immediately all tension within the room just left. And it was, it, from then on, it was fun. Yeah. You know, it was fun. Because, you know, the audition process is always a weird thing. It's like, let's just try to have fun with yeah. doing this. Um, and and ultimately, that's what Dewey's about. You know, Dewey's a, Dewey is a big kid. You know, he has mm. to be. Um, he has to be the leader of the kids. Um, so so that was kind of perfect. And I, 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 I love fun. Fun's, fun is a good thing to have. Mm. Right? <laughs> right? We're in agreement here, right? Yeah. So, I, I don't know. That's... Well, sometimes. <laughs> you know, no, you know. Actually, yeah, I know. I should be harder on myself. I should. I should. No. I should. No. <laughs> but the idea that obviously music helps bring someone out of themselves. You've just described mm. how you found character Absolutely. with Rosalie. Obviously, that's yeah. how you. That's how you address the audition. It's music is effervescence. It's something that takes you to every parameter that you could possibly think of. Well, we had a. I mean, I. I I had a moment um, during once, which was um, you know in the first week of rehearsals, and we were all sitting around in a band. We would we would rehearse as a band for several hours a day, and uh, it was at the end of the first week of rehearsal. We were, we were learning like 50 songs or something ridiculous, and um, it was really stressful. And there was a point where you know um, Martin Lowe, our music director, um, was just like, "Look, guys." Here's a, here's a gift. Listen up. Um, uh, here's a gift. And he gave us EXO by Beyonce. Mm. By Beyonce. And we were playing this song. And, and then he reminded us, he's like, you know what? And just play whatever, but look up. 
And we all, and it was that for, for me. I don't know Get about out of you. your bedrooms! Get, Get out, out of your bedroom. bedrooms! Get out of your bedrooms! Yeah, absolutely. And it, yeah, it was that moment. The end it's of the, the first. Of it's lo- the best note. It's one of the like best, best, yeah. best notes. Because, and it, it is funny, like all of us that we're in once. <laughs> When we see, sometimes you see shows, and how is that they didn't get out of their bedroom? And because it's something you see a lot in performers, where unfortunately, because it's it's hard, it's really hard. We all want to be perfect, and we all want to get it all right, but we sometimes forget that the connection is the important part and whether it is with the other people on stage that you're listening to or with the audience that is the important part otherwise yeah. you'd put the cast recording on and, and close your blinds and that's yeah. all the experience would be like there are yeah. people that are paying there are people that have trained there is there is that is the essence of what we're doing in the building and you cannot achieve anything if you're playing in your bedroom and it's a really cool thing and i think it's a good thing to be reminded of as as performers and and something that i think you know as a company without actually kind of giving them a speech at the start i think it's something that brent you know tries to in example lead with everybody and everyone kind of takes on um and i certainly you know love that about working with brent that it's always a really live space there's always a lot of it feels like there's a lot of space on stage because it's an active space Mm. and it's um there's a lot of trust and a lot of play um always to serve the story but it is that we're we're looking up and and taking it all in and it's it's exciting it makes it really Mm. fun yeah and likewise it is it's being present is is, that's joy Mm. and uh, every show that uh i had this um, realization in china where i had a few shows where it's like i'm not having I'm not enjoying this. This is what's going on. And realized it's because I, I took it, I was taken away from here and was worried too much about the audience's ex- experience mm. uh, and uh, and trying to get reactions out of them, you know. And that's what I was like, oh, this is it. I'm not enjoying it. Um, and bringing it back to, to being on stage uh, was much more enjoyable. Um, you've, you've obviously had both of you. Your careers have lasted for a long, long time. I've seen you both in so many different shows. 55 <laughs> Well, I wasn't going to count them. Yeah. Oh, 55 been, years. Mm-hmm. You look great. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but with this tour with School of Rock, um, you was it Melbourne and then you went to China? Yes. And then we go to Brisbane and then we do Auckland and then we're doing Sydney. Wow. Yeah. Have you done a tour like that before? And No. Not that big. I think this will be the biggest one I've ever done. Mm, I did a few. I did a... Like, Sound of Music was a national tour, but I've not done the plus... No, I haven't even my passport yet. Really? In a musical. So that's exciting. Yeah, that's really exciting. Isn't it? Yes. Travelling theatre performer. Where did you, you go for Sound of Music? Uh, we did Sydney, yep. Brisbane, Melbourne, yep. Adelaide and Perth. Oh, all the big hits. <laughs> the big hits. <laughs> the hills were alive in, you know, I did a photo on a hill with children in every single one of those cities. Did you? They found sure a hill. Did. There was a hill in every one. <laughs> Amazing. And it got to the point where I was never cynical about it because I always loved it, but I always kind of knew how to get the shot and the photographer would be like, yeah. oh, you've done this before. I was like, yes, because <laughs> the hills, they are alive, you see, and every photographer <laughs> figures out that this is a good brief to give. But it was great. And so mm. it was kind of, it's kind of lovely. I have these like quite joyous shots with you know a set of kids in every wow. city on a hill. And can I just say, as a disclaimer, for any... Um, photographers listening <laughs> um, um, just have fun is not a great 
is not a great direction for a photo. So, you know, like anything else, be an elephant. Um, you know, jump a hoop. Just just have fun is like the most we've vague all thing. Been, and we've all been burnt by that. And can you do one with, one with your arms out? Oh. oh. And now, just, for, just a funny one. Now just do a funny one. And that's the one that will get used. Mm. Oh. Yeah, there's funny and then there's... Oh, yeah. it's deeply embarrassing. Yeah. Deeply. So I was going to ask you that you two are, is your dressing room, what you put in your dressing room, different in every state and now every country? That's interesting. Look, I've gone quite Spartan yeah. with my dressing rooms these days. I I think I've brought back the little humidifier atomizer. Mm. I've packed that. I didn't have that in China. Um, Did you feel the difference? No. Um, <laughs> I I have my makeup. I don't even have photos. No, I don't know. No. I think I now I'm getting better at bringing a book, and I'm actually spending more time just wandering the corridors and annoying people when I'm <laughs> on stage. And that is underrated. Yeah. I think because I you know I'm busy in this show, but not as busy as Brent. And I think in other shows I've been as busy, you know, mm. almost as busy as Brent. So. Mm. You don't get the time. No. So the dressing room is literally just the, the bit where you put your kettle on and, and, and have a cup of tea. And now I'm like, oh, are there humans? Are there people to, like, prod and play with? And it's great. Company management have chocolate most of the time. Oh, so yeah. so I'm, I'm really exploring the full backstage dynamic, and it is wonderful. Yeah. I really see why people love this profession. <laughs> I don't understand why. I've seen photos, you know, on Instagram, you see people, like, shots of their dressing room set up and it'll be like towel square super neat it's amazing like uh, you know like photos immaculately designed I don't I don't okay so get it okay you're the least tidy person I've met and I'm yeah and I like a dressing room threw up on itself (laughs) yeah it's what a set yeah yes it's what's the set designer so if you look at Joey Finn's bedroom in School of Rock it's like that but in the the actual set on stage yes and then is Brent's dressing room perfectly cast Um, it's great and then except we've got someone that's actually paid to hang your clothes up for you in in the show which is really lovely yeah Um, big 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 ups to Brent's dresses (laughs) And all all dresses, really. They're great. Uh, But, yeah, I... I am the same. I've never... It's a real achievement. Like, I think there, if I ever have a neat table, I take a photo of it and put it on Instagram because I'm like... Oh. I remember having this wonderful exchange with Anna O'Byrne because she is one of those people. She is a delightful, organised, beautiful spring blossom at all times. And her dressing room on My Fair Lady was gorgeous. And I remember... It, just, it wasn't a photo of it. It was just her beautifully presented in her Eliza stuff. And I could see her desk, and it was stunning. And there was a fresh flowers and all this kind of stuff. And I put a photo of that on the internet, and I sent her just a private message. I just looked at my desk and sent it to her. And she, I think she wrote back, she's like, I just broke out in hives. Because I, I was like, well, and that's why, you know, you, you're Eliza, and you sing I could have danced all night, and I'm Maria, because I'm like, she can't have changed to me and that. So that... That, that is why we are the like the Julie Andrews split, yeah. and I'm the I'm the Mr Hyde part of <laughs> of that equation, I think, and it's nice. Maybe it's you nice guys should do Doctor Jekyll, Mr Hyde as Julie Andrews, and we each do a bit. Absolutely, oh, that's a really good pitch. I'll tell her about that. Yeah, that's yeah. a good two-hander. <laughs> Imagine, no one wants that, but everyone except wants everybody. <laughs> yeah. 
okay. It's good. See? Creativity, it's everywhere. Yes. Everywhere we look. You've been in a lot of shows. Something I really want to know is do you buy any of your merchandise and keep it as souvenirs? Yeah. Never wear it or do anything with it. No. no. Back in Perth, I found a, a sweater of Rock of Ages Australia. Mm. I wore it for about five seconds. Mm. This was weird. Uh, yeah, I. Uh, most useful thing I bought was on Beautiful. I got a tea towel that says you've got to get up every morning with a smile on your face to show the world all the love you have. <laughs> <laughs> that has got a stain on it now. You know, it, it's been used. I think it stopped its smile on your face, actually. Um, but, yeah, I've got that tea towel. That was good. That was good merch. And mugs. I quite like mugs. I've got a Sound of Music mug, and I use that. That's cool. Um, mm. But I also, yeah, some of my favourite gifts from people have also been mugs from shows because they have in-jokes on them and I like that. (laughs) And then like two years later you're like, what's that? Oh, that's right. (laughs) Good. I mean, what do we have? We've got got drumsticks. We've got a ukulele. Ukulele. Really? Mm. That's often... We all all got a ukulele for opening nights. Mm. We all annoyed each other with that for a good while. (laughs) Um, And picks. We've got picks as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a really cool... There's a cool School of Rock shirt which reminds me of a shirt in Rock of Ages. Mm. The Hooray for Boo shirt oh yeah which is like it's like a baseball top where it's like white and red uh, mm. sleeves I like that I think yeah cool. I'd wear I'd but wear that we buy we buy the merch and you don't it's weird though because is it a bit uncool to wear it I think it maybe I, is I think I mean it's a personal thing personal taste because other people yeah. are like they love it you know rock up to rehearsals and absolutely previous show, show garb yeah mm. I don't know. I'd feel weird about bringing that kind of, like that kind of show idea or energy into a new space, into a new show. Mm. I'd, I'd feel, yeah, kind of mm. weird about that. It's hard because you're so excited that you want to obviously wear the clothes of the show that you're in. Yeah. I mean, the weird thing that sometimes happens, it hasn't happened to me on this show because Rosalie, you, you would see why when you saw the show, costumes are not exactly like she's a she's a principal they're not exactly exciting but I sometimes end up dressing like my character <laughs> you morph that's that has happened to yeah. me so like I I if it's an, especially if it's era specific I'll start kind of tailoring my things it got a bit ugly on sound of music and I remember being in, in an op shop change room wearing this brown woolen dress <laughs> and sending a photo to my friend Steph who was playing Lisa and going I can't get this. And she said, no, it's your act one dress where he says, Can, do you have anything else? And I was like, okay, this is getting a bit much. But I do that. I do dress in costume a lot accidentally. Yeah. 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 So but that's, I think I've always done that since I was a kid. So. Yeah, I think there's a thing for that. This is kind of like, not character bleed, but it's where you, you're living in that kind of world. Yeah. The universe. And you're, it's, your, it's all your references are in that space. So that's mm. kind of what you start to gravitate to. Mm. For instance, I've just been watching a lot of Scandi Noir and somehow ended up with this leather trench coat that I bought. And I was like, why did I buy this? Because I want to be in the bridge. That's why. Oh. I wish I was Scandinavian. So I think, yeah, I'm obviously very susceptible to the did world. Did you play dress up a lot? As a all the time. Yeah, okay all the time yeah. and made other people like my cousins address them like this is what you'll be wearing and this is what you'll be wearing and you have no say in this it was it was a very big deal wow. mm. <laughs> I was a dictator even then wow. <laughs> amazing yeah I'm glad it didn't happen for me during Little Shop of Horrors <laughs> during that show 
the first act was all grayscale, and um, uh, I wore denim and hessian. Is that right? Hessian. It wasn't. It was scratchy and not very comfortable. So I'm glad that that didn't happen in that show. Yeah. But I think. I think. Yeah. I think that's right. I think you do kind of start to do. And very fortunately for me, I think Dewey is kind of actually kind of similar to my sort of general vibe, kind of. So we're about to nearly round up, and I have to say, congratulations, Brent Hill. You've just been nominated for your first Helpman Award. Is uh, that right? Uh, first. Uh, fifth. No, fifth. 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 But hopefully, winning the first. <laughs> um, yeah. No. Just nominated um, for the fifth time, and and. So my expectations are low, and uh, it's great. It's super great. I'm, you know, I'm proud of the show and proud of the work that we do. And um, you know, I'm just trying to catch up to Amy, really, because Amy won one last year, and she teases about me. It teases me about it all the time. She brings it in. She does. She What's does. In a dressing room? She does warm ups with it <laughs> before the show. I'm like, why do you bring this? And she's like, you know why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like that. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. Amy, you've been nominated four times. You've won once for Beautiful last year. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Um, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I wish if I can um, impart anything to Brent is... I, I had no expectations of winning last year and I still forget that I did like it it was not that it was it was an incredibly lovely thing but I really didn't expect it and uh you could tell when I got up and spoke so um I just that's I'm just going to tell Brent to maybe think about a few things to say before he gets up because I'm pretty sure the first things I said was yeah cool um so you know I have an English literature degree and uh no one no one knew that it's like I didn't swear might have I don't think I did. I, have, I feel like I feel like I'm going to say something about Tiana Mira. Oh, if, because if she's I already win. won one. If I win, because she won one for Matilda. She beat she, me. She she beat you. Mm. Did she really beat uh-huh. you? Oh, <laughs> get her. Um, yeah, yeah, Tiana Mira, who plays uh, Katie she's in, in Matilda. the show. Oh, she's she's in the show. She's um, a twelve year old Katie plays the bass. Great. Yeah, she also brings the her helpman in to everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, I do have to say, um, uh, so. And I was, I'll probably end up saying this a lot, and I, as I should. Um, yes, I've been nominated for this Helpman, but you know, Dewey, um, this role is, is a lot, and I, I sh- share the role. I, I, I have the kind of the lion's share of it. I do have the lion's share of it. Um, but Joe Kosky does is a Joe a Dewey alternate, and he does three shows a week, and I couldn't do it without him. Mm. You know, so you know, there, I will owe a part of it to him and to the rest of the company. It's like anything. It's like when people like win an award and they're like, I did this. Maybe I'll say this. I did this all by myself <laughs> just me no one else it is it's I mean it, yeah it's a tricky one because it, it, it does you can't do it you're not winning it for the one man show that you did no but exactly when you know it is when people do watch you in the thing they've decided to single out your performance and that's a cool thing too mm. In my PR. <laughs> minister, minister, for Brent. Minister for Brent. Hill. <laughs> minister for Brent. Well, you've both been nominated, no like I said. At this time. <laughs> yes. We're going to the wrap up. <laughs> it was absolutely lovely to speak to you both. Congratulations on all of your nominations for everything: Green Room, Sydney Theatre Awards, Thanks. now Helpman Awards. Very well cast. Myself and I'm sure everybody else in Sydney are dying to come and see the show. Amy La Palma playing Rosalie Mullins and Brent Hill playing Dewey. Finn. 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 Yeah. For School of I'm a shark Rock. In the show, right? <laughs> you are. Yeah. Twist. 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 <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. Thank and you. We can't wait to see the show. Thank, Thank you. you. 
If you're a fan of the movie, you're going to love the School of Rock musical. Currently playing at the QPAC in Brisbane till August 18, it will open at the Civic in Auckland, New Zealand from September 3rd and the Capitol Theatre in Sydney from November 8. Featuring now two Helpman Award winners, alongside a great cast and a bunch of talented kids all under the age of 12 who play their own instruments on stage. This musical sounds inspiring and a whole lot of fun. Make sure you go and see it. I would like to thank my guests, Brent Hill and Amy LaPalma. This has been Let Me Entertain You, Inside the Minds of Musical Theatre. Thanks for listening. Please like, share and tell your friends. But most importantly, go and see a show. Nice to be in orbit.